0: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to Entanglement Radio, transcendent talk for the conscious mind. Join us for inspiring conversations with visionaries in spiritual science, new thought, and conscious healing. Explore the potential and infinite possibilities of what it means to be human with some of the best guests in radio. At Entanglement Radio, it is all connected. Now here is your host Angela Levec on the OM Times Radio Network.
1: To Entanglement Radio with Angela Levec, right here on the OM Times Radio Network. I'm coming to you live today from the beautiful foothills. I'll be at smoky foothills in the Rocky Mountains here in Boise, Idaho. have a fantastic guest for you today. We have the common sense psychic and author of The Energy of Abundance, Phyllis King. You may have seen a few of our articles on Aum Times before. Really excited to have a conversation with her today. Uh, as always, if you need to get a hold of me during the week, you can email me at Angela at HestiaHealth.com. You can find me on Facebook and on Twitter at Hestia Health as well as Entanglement Radio. I've had a lot of new uh, people joining the conversation lately, and I just think that that's fantastic. And of all, as always, we have the Hashtag Entanglement Radio contest where you can win an intuitive reading with me. So every month I pull a... A name out of the hat and uh, if the winner gets a, an in, intuitive rating. So all you have to do is go to Twitter and say hashtag entanglement radio. I'm a listener. I think you should talk about this. Your guest last week was fantastic. Whatever you feel, uh, I'd love to hear from you. And if you're not on Twitter, you can always go to my Facebook page at Hesia Health and Entanglement Radio and do the same thing and just say you're a listener and you'd love to be included in the contest. So um, next week, I have a dear friend, a local Boisean. His name's Mark Flory. He's also a very gifted, intuitive, and he does a lot of work with uh, rediscovering yourself. So Mark had gone through a period of time where one day he just woke up and said, where the heck am I and what am I doing? And so he that led him on the path of rediscovering his, himself, and that is what he does now with his clients. So we're going to be talking about the journey back to self next week with Mark Lori. Well, as I mentioned today, we have Phyllis King on the program, and we are talking about her book, "The Energy of Abundance." And you know, I, I was talking to um, a client this past week, and we were talking about creating changes out of fear. So, for example, my doctor says my health is going to start to be very impacted if I if I don't lose weight. And um, if you look at our conversations around climate change. I, Oftentimes, the narrative is a presentation of data, of how horrible things are, and then, oh my goodness, we have to do something now. And I think that in either of those examples, coming from a place of scarcity and lack, and fear. I think that that's not what it's about. I think that we need to start shifting into more of a, a an, ab- <clears throat> an abundance mindset or an abundance consciousness. And that's exactly what we're going to be talking about today with our guest. So let me introduce uh, Phyllis King has coached tens of thousands of people in 20 different countries. She is known for her practical and down to earth approach. She has been featured on CBS and NBC radio. NBC TV radio programs across the country and has been published in over 70 print and online publications. She's the author of four books including Bouncing Back, Thriving in Challenging Times with Dr. Wayne Dyer and her latest book The Energy of Abundance, Practical Advice and Spiritual Wisdom for Achieving Anything in Life. So with that I feel very honored and blessed to welcome Phyllis King to the program. Hello Phyllis, how are you doing?
2: Oh hi Angela, I'm great and thank you for the Wonderful introduction. I feel so welcome.
1: Oh, fantastic. Well, I uh I I want to start cuz uh you know, in my very short little monologue or introduction there, I talked about how often we try to motivate people out of a space of fear. If you don't do this, you know, your health, uh you're going to lose your job, you you know, the climate change conversation And I just was wondering, what is your view, what happens when we come at these topics from a place of of fear or scarcity or lack?
2: Well, we're in a creative process. As you know, everything is a creative process. You know, I think Esther Hicks, she has this great phrase where she calls it shooting rockets, that we are essentially creating momentums and the foundation of our rocket, the foundation of the momentum we are creating is then based in a contracted vibration. It's created in a set of frequencies that can't really take us where we want to be. We might be able to get a certain distance, but we can't go the whole distance. So, you know, it's a limited way to create. It's a limited way to solve the, re- to solve the problem that we perceive as occurring.
1: So when you say the word abundance, what does abundance mean to you?
2: Abundance to me is being in a flow and our natural state of being where we can allow whatever benevolence, graciousness, uh, well-being of any nature can come into our experience. And uh, the act of being abundance, it's more of being abundant. It's really more of a verb than a noun to me.
1: Mm, I like that, and I think one of the words that you said there that really sticks out to me because often we want to control how things work we want to <laughs> you know if we could find a way to control the the flow of life and and do it in in our own time and in our own way, and you use the word allow how important is allowing in in this process
2: well, and what you what you said that always cracks me up. The idea that we can control anything is really fi- quite funny. Um, you know, other than perhaps what we put in our bodies, I suppose. But um, it is a collaboration. It is not. I am doing this on my own, and uh, I have to make this happen. That kind of pushing and forcing energy. That that's that's a in its own right a limited way of doing things. Not that we don't have to, ever have to take action on something but the energy we are using that make it happen or achieve is very different than I'm in a collaboration and through the way I interact with energy I simply allow it's not a pushing it's not a grasping it's not a going after it's really a a state of mind of being balanced to where what is available can magnetize to you which is essentially a no effort space and what you described before is really an effort space and again it'll only take you so far
1: well, let's start. In your book, you talk about the energy game, and I think that the way that you explain it is just um, a very common sense approach to it. So explain to us what you mean when we talk about the energy game.
2: Well, I hope I do as good a job as I did in the book. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, essentially, it's, it's my point of view about how the creative process works, and that when you identify Thoughts, feelings, actions And correlate it to The energy that goes with it There's a texture, there's a a frequency There's densities, rates of speed That go with it When we start to recognize it in In a real antiseptic type of way Then we can move it intentionally, we talked about momentum a couple moments ago, that you get on the front end of the momentum that you want to experience and you're essentially playing a game with energy and consciousness does not recognize real or imagined. So when you just indulge in the, the frequencies, the energies that you want to experience as if they were now, you're going to have a benevolent outcome. And the other side to that is I do something I call inserting high vibration frequencies intentionally. You can be having the worst day of your life or feeling terrible or whatever your story is, but if you stop the momentum or that that cloud of energy you are in and decide, okay, I'm going to put that aside for a moment and for three minutes, I'm just going to feel fantastic. I'm just going to assume all is well. I'm just going to see my life in a wonderful, uh, abundant, lovely manner. And when you fill yourself with that, it's a little bit like in the book, I say, taking an aspirin for a headache. It doesn't last permanently, but you do shift your energy. And for a period of time, you are able to magnetize to you um, those high higher vibration experiences. And it's just something that works. And that's the essence of the energy game. Did I do a good job?
1: You did. A fantastic okay. job. So what about if you know there's people listening and they're suffering from depression or something or the loss of a loved one? And they're thinking, well, if I'm just taking three minutes out of my day to feel fantastic isn't that a lie am i am i just faking it
2: um it really doesn't matter what you think about it (laughs) i mean it really doesn't it's irrelevant because consciousness itself doesn't recognize real or imagined and that's the beauty of it if you're feeling it's real i mean perspective is trained you know what you think about something is what it ends up becoming you know and I think about this anthropology class I had in college where it was in some food and gatherer culture on the other side of the planet and every year they'd have this incredible um, festivities and one of the delicacies was to go out and catch these big giant bugs that looked like yellow caterpillars and they would sort of saute them up in some type of a whatever and they were still alive and they couldn't wait to eat these things. They were so excited. They just thought it was the best thing ever. Because that's what was trained to the and that this is what they believed was true. And so it really doesn't matter. Belief is powerful and it's just part of how the tangible creates itself. And you know, and we can certainly get into the quantum physics discussion about where we can find proof of what you think um, creates a tangible outcome.
1: Well, there's a reason my show's called Entanglement Radio, <laughs> because I'm, I'm very interested in that. But we'll get to that in a minute. I, so, you know, when we talk about high level frequencies, low, actually, I'm going to let you because was a few in there that I was surprised. So give us a few examples of high level frequencies, mid level and then low level.
2: Okay. And I describe it on a spectrum. It seems like the easiest way to translate it. But say on if you're looking at a, an arch, for instance, on one end of the arch, the, the lower end, we'll call it, is apathy, boredom, depression, violence, things like those that are harsh, dense, thicker vibrations and they're compacted and you can create from these places and we often do um, but you don't necessarily like what's on the other end and then on the far all the way on the other end of the spectrum you're going to have enthusiasm, happiness, joy, trust, generosity and then everything in between but those vibrations on the other end of the spectrum are spacious and i think that's the most important word you want to pay attention attention to excuse me is space and when you're creating from spaciousness or frequencies that move faster that just feels better plain and simple and so again in the energy game when we're aware oh wow this we're... feels difficult
1: all right, right. well we're already yeah. up on a break so we'll we'll pick this up when we return we're talking about the energy of abundance with phyllis king we'll be right back
0: The best of holistic, spiritual, and conscious world. Om Times Radio, IOM FM.
2: Welcome to the gathering around my kitchen table on Equilarium FM, Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Join my guests as we integrate spirituality into everyday reality with vibrant conversations, inspired interviews, and my latest channeled guidance. To inspire and brighten your day. I'm Claire Johnson, and together we'll be raising vibrations across the nations.
0: Have you ever wondered how to change your love paradigm? The secret key is finding a love partnership, not just a regular connection. How do you find these? Through conscious relationships. Ascending Hearts Dating is a dating site for people like you that believes in second chances and a different type of spiritual connection. Try Ascending Hearts for free today at AscendingHearts.com and change your love paradigm. Ascending Hearts, the premier dating community for the spiritually awake. Join Elliot Jollish, the business therapist, each Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern for the Elliot Jollish hour as he interviews business experts on your Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
2: A
1: laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh?
0: Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
1: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: For behalf, and you're invited to email your business questions to questions at ecjgroup.com for answers, live, on air, every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern on the Elliott Jollish Hour. The Cutting Edge of Conscious Radio, Om Times Radio, IOM FM.
1: All right, we are back and we are speaking with the common sense psychic Phyllis King and we're talking about the subject of her book, The Energy of Abundance. Well, I want to give you a chance to speak because I think the expansion topic is really uh, an important one in your book you say you know as a kid if you want to grow up and be the president of the United States, you have to expand you have to you have to create the space for that so can you explain that a little bit more?
2: Yes, thank you. The process of creating space is what, The first step that we have to take if we want to receive something. And if I'm making a prediction, if someone's getting a reading from me and they're saying, when is this going to happen, when is that going to happen, or what's going to happen, I always look for space because when there's space, there's room for things to come in. So how do you create space? Well, the analogy I can use is a little bit like lifting weights at the gym. You know, you go in there, you start with your two-pound weights, and you work out, and you get a little sore, and then you build up, and then you move to five pound, ten pound, twenty, whatever your whatever your number. And over time, you develop the strength to carry a lot. Your shoulders get broader, essentially. And we need to do that spiritually, and emotionally, and mentally, and the multi dimensions of our of, our, uh, of uh, the totality of who we are. And so when we're having experiences that we may not like as much, we have to learn to see the value and understand what it's giving us. I'm, it's not about I'm just not getting what I want, but there's another dimension at play and we need to embrace what is there for us and tolerate a measure of discomfort while we are expanding and essentially creating space. And as you learn to manage more you have essentially created space and there's room for these larger high ticket items to come in high dollar ticket items
1: well one uh, before we move on from here one of the things that i had to laugh to myself while i was reading is effort is a mid-level frequency and it's so funny because i for the longest time which is if i could just you know make one more blog post. If I can just you know just create a little bit of a better marketing plan. If I just do a little bit more, then then it'll happen for me. And that as I was reading that, I was like, Oh well that makes sense
2: <laughs> It's pretty funny. And you know, that's just that's what smart people do to tell you the truth. Our our brilliant minds tell us that logic would say do this plus this and it equals that right and it's the same idea in the abundance equation you know I had a woman in a workshop in Los Angeles a few weeks ago uh, and she was saying to me talking about money essentially and saying well you know I just want to have more than enough and I think that idea of more than enough is fascinating why do we need more than enough can we eat more than enough can we spend more than en- I mean this idea that more is better is really a fascinating idea, and I think it's one of the tricks the ego mind plays on us. Because essentially, if you're in abundant flow, it doesn't matter if you have $10 in your bank account or $10,000, you are always going to have your needs met. You will always have enough. What you desire will be presented to you. So it's sort of a, a, a null issue, this idea of more than enough or doing more, like you said. <laughs> Cute.
1: Well, let's talk. Let's move and talk a little bit about the the quantum physics behind it, because um, now you know, especially in a lot of a lot of the people that I talk to are really looking towards quantum physics as see this is what we've been telling you, and this is this science is beginning to show us. So, how is how is uh, quantum mechanics or quantum physics uh, related to the the energy game?
2: Well, and of course, it's a deep and far reaching science and. For purposes of my discussion, I'm only referring to one piece. However, I, I love to talk about the Nobel Prize-winning physicists Niles Bohr and Werner Heisenberg, and also present day, and they're in the 1930s and 40s, but we have Robert Lonza, who has duplicated their studies. But essentially, they broke down the atom to the subatomic particle level to see how far they could break it. They weren't trying to do anything to, other than to see if they could make matter disappear and really to see what happened as it got down to this minuscule element and what they discovered is a it doesn't disappear it just you know it gets smaller and you just need bigger microscopes if you will but then what was unexpected is that as they were trying to track it they started making observations about the particle. And what they notice is when they observe something and thought it or spoke it, the particle did what they thought or spoke. And so the thought preceded what the matter did. And they repeated this over and over and over. And so that was the unintended consequence uh, or revelation of that experience. And so the power of that information is what gives all of us in this field the validation to go, yeah, that's what we're talking about. Start the momentum yourself. Put it in place, and there's science to now back it up. Isn't that fun? <laughs> it is
1: fun. Although you know, I, and I, I understand why we need to have the science, but I don't need the science. <laughs> I just yes. know that. I just know that it is. I, I, I mean, I've seen it at work in my life. I've seen it at work with clients. I just, and so I think it's great because it brings a certain segment of of the population with us. But yes. um, I'm just. I'm just happy to have the experience and not be well, so connected. Yeah,
2: and you're fortunate to have the knowing, and you know you don't need that. You're at a different level, which is a gift for you and everyone who gets to meet with you. Well, thank you.
1: Um, when you do uh, readings for clients, how how does the information come to you? Do you see the energy, or is it a feeling? How does that work for you?
2: Well, um, the best way I can describe it is, you know, I tune in by name. That's how I receive someone's impressions. That's what I call it. Um, And I sit down for, it takes me about 25 seconds to receive someone's impressions. And it comes in, uh, you know, it's hard to describe now because I've been doing it so long. It's automatic. But it's mostly patterns and shapes that i begin to describe and they take on sometimes they take on pictures and you know and i just get a sense when the impressions download because it does feel like a download where all of a sudden you're ah there it is and it and it just comes in and then you just kind of go on the flow of what you know the information is downloading to you okay this is what's coming that's what's coming and i do something um I look for a person's blueprint. That's something I've been doing for a very long time, which I find really interesting. Uh, And the blueprint to me is what we came here in this lifetime, if you ascribe to multiple lifetimes, um, to create contribute evolve beyond emerge into what have you and when I look at someone's blueprint I can tell what they're good at I can tell well they where they will excel I can tell what they're working on personally what their challenges are and what they're really trying to get through in the course of this particular lifetime and then you know I'll do a two-year overview of their life but um, in terms of health and money and relationships and all that but for me the blueprint is really the fun part I mean, that's the fun part for me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, when you see the blueprint, is, is it very, you know, like this person should be a lawyer? Or is there aspects about that person that you connect them with that, you know, might make them a good lawyer or might make them a good CEO or, or something else?
2: Well, sometimes it is very specific where you can see someone where you go, oh, you absolutely need to be working with your hands in some way. Uh, It may not be, oh, you need to be a bricklayer or an artist, but but it's really specific that their body needs to be involved. Otherwise, it's like I was reading for someone recently and... I I thought this is an advocate. This you are a facilitator. There's many different ways you can do that. Yes, you could be a lawyer. You could be a counselor. You could be a teacher. However, you're helping people come to their good. That's what you're supposed to be doing. Or you're a humanitarian. You need um, to discover, or you need to just go out and help the underserved, or something of the. Or you're a visionary. You're you're an inventor. You need to really get out there and access. And I think the beauty of that part is some people just need the validation to do what they already know they need to do and that's the fun part.
1: Yes, in your book you talk I just wanted clarification. Is our life purpose the same thing as our soul's purpose?
2: Um sometimes <laughs> <laughs> and I describe it in two ways because I think it breaks itself down in two ways, you know, our our soul's purpose in the context of this finite experience is a certain set of evolving beyond these things we contracted and our blueprint to me is like a schematic we set it up before we came here i'm going to learn because like when we go to college or school i'm going to take 18 units two semesters for the next however many years and i'm going to get my ba or my whatever and we we do that in a kind of sort of way energetically i'm going to evolve beyond victim i'm going to i'm going to invent something i'm going to contribute to the well-being of the food problem or you know this is what i want to do and so that is sole purpose but it's also constrained to this particular lifetime and then in the context of the lifetime we have momentary purposes, where if we're in a conundrum, where we're contracted, or we're stuck on something, or we have a repeating pattern, that's the purpose of that particular cycle. So, I mean, that's how I look at it.
1: And so is that why sometimes people, for example, in relationships, they'll choose the wrong guy over and over and over
2: again? (laughs) Yeah, and I've done it. I mean, I don't do it anymore, but I, I did it until I recognized that, oh, I'm choosing. I get it. And what am I trying to get from this? What, why, you know? So, yeah, we're trying to learn something.
1: And do you often um, get questions when people are uh, asking things outside of themselves? So, like, will he call me later or, <laughs>
2: um, you one. know? I love that one. I- yes. And, um usually as you probably know if you do this work people usually ask um the wrong question and getting people to ask the better question is usually what i try and do and i try and answer their question but i look deeper to see well what's the truer question behind behind that um so and there always is another question behind will he call me so
1: well um when we're almost up on a break, so I don't want to stop, start a new topic, but so we'll do that when when we return. But how, how do you feel about telling um, telling people their future? Is that part of your work?
2: I do, if they ask, and I always say, "Don't ask if you don't want to know." And you know, momentums can change, and I make my predictions based upon where the momentums are today um and i talk about what the variables are that might throw it off course but yeah i don't mind that in the context of everything else you know i'm kind of a full circle type of psychic i like to look at all the angles and give and i require my clients listen to all of that sometimes they get a little perturbed with me but that's the deal
1: <laughs> cuz if we are you know constantly creating things then there is an opportunity for what you see to to not come to fruition
2: Well, and isn't that the point of sort of getting some coaching or getting another point of view so you can avoid or, you know, get some support so you don't go down that road or you can, you know, maximize the potential of what you can receive? I mean, that's what I see.
1: Well, when we return, I want to ask, what are some common mistakes people make um, in the energy game and and trying to um, bring things forth in their life? And then also I just wanted to know if – this is in alignment with the secret and the law of the attraction, law of attraction. So we'll talk about that more here with a common sense psychic, Phyllis King, on Entanglement Radio on the Om Times Radio Network. We'll be right back.
0: The best of the holistic, spiritual, and conscious world, Om Times Radio, IOM FM.
1: What if living didn't have to be so serious? What if you could move beyond your problems with greater confidence and ease than you've ever imagined? Throw your labels out the window and join the irreverent therapist for practical tips and a very different way of approaching the changes you would like to create.
2: Marilyn Bradford
1: and Pam Hodling have empowered hundreds of people to come out of self-judgment, quit looking to experts, and begin to create the lives they desire. Join us Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on The Irreverent
2: Therapist
0: Show. Being a radio host on IOM-FM allows you to build your show on a rich platform with the power of the Internet to fulfill your outreach goals and connect with the... Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
2: Laundry? (sighs) Ooh, a book club.
1: Computer solitaire, huh?
0: (sighs) Ah, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes chumbacasino.com with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere Very specialized and global online audience, unlimited by time and distance. Om Times Radio will provide you with web relevance, a recognizable conscious brand, and with the standard of excellence that has accompanied every single Om Times endeavor. Host your show with Om Times Radio Network. As difficult as it is to believe, there are places in Africa where human traffickers sell albino children and their body parts for use in magic rituals. Humanity Healing International is actively working in Uganda to change this paradigm. The Albino Rescue Project finds albino children who are at risk and places them in safe schools and environments where they can learn and grow free from fear. To learn more or to sponsor a child, visit humanityhealing.org. Humanity Healing is where your heart is. The name is Bond. James Bond. No, the name is Joe. The Joe Show. And we are returning back for our ninth season here on Om Times Radio. <clears throat> so tune in every Wednesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific, on OhmTimes.com slash mobile. You can take us wherever you go. Yeah! Free your mind with Ohm Times Radio, FM.
1: We are back and you're listening to Entanglement Radio with Angela Levesque right here on the Om Times Radio Network. Uh, we are speaking again, if you're just joining us, with Phyllis King and we're talking about her book, The Energy of Abundance. So, I don't know if you hate this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Is <laughs> the energy of abundance the same thing as the law of attraction?
2: Um, let's see. Is it... Um. Not really, because I think when I talk about energy of abundance, I'm talking specifically about my point of view about how you create abundance. I think the law of attraction is more of a process you're supposed to do to make things happen. It's a little more specific, but they're pretty darn close, so I guess I shouldn't mince words. <laughs> and I and I actually did a class last night, what to do when the law of attraction isn't working, so... So
1: what are we supposed to do when the law of attraction isn't working?
2: Well, there's specifics for each person. You know, it's it's unique to the individual. But, you know, if, if you are stumbling and you can't create, you know, you're just getting nowhere, you know, it seems pretty simple. But you just have to do one thing different than what you're doing. You know, it doesn't even matter if you're taking a different, you know, route to work or if you decide to meditate for 15 minutes a day. Most people can do something for 30 days you can commit to do one thing for 30 days and within that 24 to 30 days that's how long it takes to create a neural pathway in the brain to really really shift at least a little bit so if you just take one thing different than what you're doing you're going to see a different outcome and it will it'll be the first step that takes you to the next and to the next you know the other thing is we focus on what's not working, what's not happening, as opposed to what is. We only see what, what we don't want. So we have to focus on the good. It's it's That's just the way it is. And not to be in denial or not notice the things that we still want to accomplish, but to be in the abundant flow, you have to be reveling in appreciation all the time. You have to see the value of your experience. And then I would say the last thing that's most common is... That we attach to our outcome, and that's based on what we were talking about earlier in the show. That we want, that we're controlling, and that we're in it. And rather than really releasing it to its highest purpose, we get in there and we start uh, deducing our value by whether or not it's going to happen, and it needs to happen at this time, and and you know the way it needs to happen, and who it needs to happen from, and you know that's an attachment process. And so learning to detach and just trust. That life is going to support you is the thing that people need practice with
1: you know I know where I have a hard balance between you know feeling like i'm being prudent like i'm taking the necessary steps like for example you can't you can't go on a, a vacation to another country without spending a considerable amount of time in the planning process and, and and like I said, being prudent and taking those steps to make it happen and at the same time um, not getting consumed by it either and just finding that balance between, you know, doing what's necessary and then being able to let let things go.
2: Well, and I love the word you use. That's one of my favorite words, balance, because that's what we're always doing. We're creating balance in our respective space and we everything is connected you know our finances aren't over here on one side and our relationships over here on the other and you know how we feel about the world and you know if we hung up on the customer service person on the phone all those energies it's like we're creating a soup at all times right and so when we find that something doesn't taste good or we're having a pushback or resistance keeping it's keeping that balance in place and the constant restoration of that. It's an evolving and changing process at all times. And so you kind of nailed it there.
1: Hmm. Yes, it's definitely a a work in progress. One of the things I enjoy about your book is that you take a very high level or like soul level look at some of the things like birth and death and even some of the, the negative things. And I think that that's a really important point is to see um, if you look at everything in your life as oh my gosh, woe is me, why did this happen? This sucks, everything you know, I always choose the wrong line at the grocery store. i always <laughs> pick the, you know and and you take such a high level soul level approach to things that you if you can learn to see like you said the gifts that's when within them the the opportunity to to grow and you know discover more deeply um how you operate and all of that stuff, and I think that that's really an important part to being in that abundance is is you know kind of seeing it from from above rather instead of being right in it
2: well thank you and i call that looking through the larger lens we can look through the small lens or we can look through the larger lens and when you're having a challenge the fastest way to get out of your discomfort is expanding your lens and that's why i like it (laughs)
1: Well, I wanted you to explain this because I had to read this a few times and I thought it was really interesting. And you said, you know, there's a difference between denying an experience and being active in an experience. So how would you describe the difference between those two?
2: Well, denying an experience is, well, we all know what denial is, that I don't have to deal with this and, you know, this isn't really happening or I can just pretend this isn't existing and I can... And it goes back to the control issue. I'm only going to focus on what I want to focus on. I'm only going to look over here, you know, and and I think that's what you're talking about. And then in terms of experiencing it, it, it's not that I need you to go into it and have it become you. Oh, I am this misery or I am this joy. But rather we just acknowledge it's sort of like the Buddhist perspective where you're looking down on yourself from the corner of the ceiling as you're an actor in your life so that you're not fully entrenched in it but you you can experience and understand that there's a value what's in that and kind of watch yourself go through it as opposed to identifying with it as you mm.
1: yes I, in one of my meditation classes we talk about the difference between um, saying something like i'm so angry and <laughs> this is this experience of anger
2: yes so beautiful yes it's
1: a completely different, on one, you're owning, identifying it, you're internalizing it. And on the other hand, you're like, this. I can, I can see that this is the experience of anger that I'm
2: going through. Well, and the same type of thing, people, you hear this a lot, I'm sure. People say, I have to do this thing, or I don't have time. And, and I say, well, rather than saying, I have to do this thing, why don't you say, I choose to do it? Put yourself back in the leadership role that you are choosing it. And it just feels different in your body when you say, I choose rather than I have to.
1: (laughs) And you said, you brought up an important point, and and I just want to mention to my listeners that you do, you talk about, the energy behind relationships and birth and death. And one of the things that I'm always fascinated with is our idea of time. You just said, I don't have enough time to do this. (laughs) And I was wondering, how does time play or how is it involved in, in this whole energy game?
2: Well, because time is something of the human experience. In the totality of universal awareness, there is no such thing essentially that it just we just are we just, it just is we use time in the in the human experience because it's a finite and it's how we measure our experiences and what we're doing and how we need to get from here to there. But in the law of attraction or the energy game, when you're trying to bring in those benevolent experiences, it's not about time. It's about balancing your feelings. It's about bringing things into balance at the highest vibration frequency you can. And so that takes what it takes and there's no right or wrong or good or bad. If if you don't get to it in this lifetime, you'll, you're you're just on a Continuum, anyhow, there is no before life life after life there's just life in different forms and so there's no end game essentially other than bringing yourself into balance and when we impose time frames which is another impediment to receiving what you want then we start to get wrapped up in these uh, supposed deadlines and these and and they're self-imposed and so if you've have the focus be on getting into balance you're going to get a lot more bang for your buck
1: and it's interesting, too, going back to the beginning of the show, and you talked about um, our, our what we believe and what we think is reality. And, and it, I mean, just a really good example is just how time shifts. And, you know, if we're in, engaged like we are in a really interesting conversation, time will seem to just kind of fly by. And then when you're sitting waiting at an appointment and your doctor's late, it seems like it just, it, you know, just goes down to a snail's pace <laughs> yeah and just remembering that that is you know heart perception and and uh, yeah I, I think the concept of time and the, the way we use it to just really con- constrain our lives
2: is mm-hmm. is a is an interesting thing it certainly is and again the wider lens look go through the wider lens and it, it really helps and and many people just need practice with practicing spirituality they get the concepts intellectually they read in a book and go "Oh, i get it but it's one thing to get it intellectually and integrate it into the body where it becomes a knowing as you described earlier well i don't need the quantum physics discussion i already know it well it how do we get the knowing how do we get it often it's practice and some of us just need more practice and i think you and i are fortunate because we do this for a living and so we practice all the time and so it becomes easier
1: Yes. That being said, that doesn't mean that I don't fall into some of the pitfalls. <laughs> I was talking about my last, um, this week has been incredibly stressful for me. Yeah. And uh, I can feel my energy is bouncing all over. And so yeah. I know all the things I need to be doing. And so it's just reminding myself, okay, so even before I got on the air with you today, I, I made sure I had a five minute window where I just sat nice. and I just slowed my breathing down. But that doesn't mean that, you know, we don't. Get caught up in,
2: in oh, all that absolutely! Stuff. But you know, you're the perfect example. You do you're doing it right. It's like most people, if they find their contractor to not feeling well, they just keep going. They don't attend to themselves and take the five minutes to get back into balance to the best of their ability in that moment, and then the momentum just kept, it's like a snowball, right?
1: <laughs> yes. Um, so when we get back from the break, the last segment of the show, I really like to. Leave uh, my listeners with a few like tools or techniques and I want to talk to you about um, three questions people need to ask to in- expand their lives and then maybe if you have a little tool or technique you'd like to share with our listeners Ooh, today. Yes, about,
2: I do actually. Thank you.
1: <laughs> about expansion and, and those types of things and so we'll get to that. Um, one of the things I'll just mention to my listeners as well is we, we talked a lot about uh, psychics and in, intuitives and and all of that. That if you'd like to get in on my my intuitive reading, um, and my you just have to go to Twitter and hashtag Entanglement Radio and say how much you love talking or hearing Phyllis King talk today on the program. That would be fantastic, mm-hmm. and uh, I will add all those little names um, into a hat, and I will pick a winner monthly. And again, you can find out that information, um, more about it on HesiaHealth and uh, yeah, we're, so we're up here on a break. And when we get back, we're going to dive into how we can bring some more, create more space in our lives uh, with Phyllis King. We'll be right back.
0: A conscious lifestyle for a mindful life. OM Times Radio, IOM FM
2: Member SIPC.
1: Communicator, do you want to better connect with the
0: important people in your life? Do you want to enrich your relationships? If so, join me, Matthew Cooper, on the Positive Control System Show every Wednesday evening at 11 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Ohm Times Radio. I'll meet you there. Host your show on IOM FM, the radio network of Ohm Times Media one of the more recognized brand names in the conscious community and is backed by the extensive marketing reach of OM Times. Hosting a show on IOM FM immediately connects you with our extensive, dedicated community. OM Times Magazine is one of the leading online content providers of positivity, wellness, and personal empowerment, a philanthropic organization. Their net proceeds are funneled to support worldwide charity initiatives via Humanity Healing International. Through their commitment to creating community and providing conscious content, they aspire to uplift humanity on a global scale. OM Times, co-creating a more conscious lifestyle. Looking for inspiration?
1: Want to be
2: inspired?
0: Not sure where to go.
2: Find Mark and Kim every Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern on Inspired Living.
0: Topics will elevate consciousness and range from metaphysics to the human and social experience and all things spiritual.
1: Welcome to an inspired community that offers support, encouragement, and new ways of thinking. You are are the the inspired and the
2: the inspiration. inspiration.
0: The Real Conscious Connection. OM Times Radio. IOM FM.
1: And we're back, and you're listening to Entanglement Radio with Angela Levesque right here on the Times Radio Network. Uh, This segment is where we like to bring it on home, and it's brought to you by Hestia Health, creating calm minds um, and open hearts. And uh, Hestia is all about getting the center of yourself, lighting the center in yourself, and then being able to go light the fire in your communities and family and all of that. So... um, Let's talk about uh, three questions people need to ask to expand their
2: lives. Who am I? What is lasting and real? And where does my happiness come from? And this, again is asking you to expand the lens through which you're seeing your life. So if you have a conundrum, a problem, and you're asking yourself, well, who am I really, then you'll bring yourself back to being a spiritual being, having a human experience, and you and you begin to have a different filter that you're looking at the experience at. How What is real happiness? What brings lasting happiness? It's not stuff. It's nothing external. Those things are fun, but the average win, I saw this on the Huffington Post that – As soon as you get something, the stimulation of that get lasts about 20 minutes. So what's lasting and real? Like love, the things that make me feel like me when I'm contributing. It's like reconnect to that idea. And, you know, what is... What is happiness? It's the same question again. It's not something outside of me. It's something I cultivate inside of me. And so it helps you prioritize. It helps you see uh, the order in which we need to to set up our, our priorities in our life.
1: So do you find when you ask that question, who am I? Do some people have a tendency to say, well, I'm a teacher or I'm a mother?
2: Um, exactly. You... Most people default to the role they're currently in. And I can usually get a little further with people when they're uh, unhappy or discontented and then I ask them, what do you love? And then they go, well, I don't know. And then I say, well, yeah, sure you do. And then they just take a couple minutes, which is all it takes is to remember who you are. What what did you used to love? What used to make you happy? Or string together memories of things you did that reminded you of you. And, and in a short order, everybody remembers. Everybody knows what they love.
1: It's so crazy that these seem like such fundamental questions that we should ponder in humanity. And, you know, I I don't know what it was like during the times of the ancient Greeks and a lot of the, you know, the, the philosophers, but I just was wondering, you know, that they spent their time exploring this and what it means to be human and, and, you know, what is life and, and all of this stuff. And, Mm -hmm. and now we're just, staring at our phones all the time
2: (laughs) well and that's the dichotomy of modern society now we have all these marvelous and wonderful technological inventions with expedite our processes and you know i i'm a i'm a techie type person too i love the devices but i put a limit on them and the devices move move quickly it's intellectual thought energy emotions and feelings do not move fast they will never move fast and so we sort of have that again balance how do we measure our emotional reactions our internal navigation to to be able to guide us and say what's right what's wrong what's feeling and I think you know in the day of Socrates of course they didn't have to contend with um, expediency
1: (laughs) that's true you know just saying that that really connected that idea that yeah we we jump around from thing to thing to thing whether it's looking scanning our Facebook page or going from Facebook to email <laughs> to whatever and you're right we we don't um have the depth of the experience it's just a right. thought that we move from place to place that really connected with me when you just said that because um I I've been trying to kind of figure out you know what what we were missing from that yeah yeah wow and it you know it we use some of these things under the guise of connectedness, but if we're not taking that time to really have authentic connection and have the, allow the opportunity for the feeling to be, um, come up, ooh, I'm talking with my hands and hitting my mic, uh, I'm getting all excited here, You're kind of blowing my mind. I'm just saying <laughs> that, you know, we, we're not allowing the, to really have that connection.
2: Right. And, and that connection, that interconnection is our guidance. That's how we know what our next step is. That's how we know which direction to go, who to connect, you know. So, I mean, we're on, we're talking the same thing here.
1: Well, let's move on. Like I said, I like to give my listeners at least one tool or technique that they can go, yes, I'm all pumped listening to Phyllis talk. What can I do? How can I have an experience?
2: What I love to give people who are new to me or just looking for something that will give them some real quick feedback uh, to practice is something I called 10 minutes a day to change your life. And this is also an article on my website in my learning center uh, that you can refer to if you forget. But it's not that difficult. Essentially, it's the energy game. But you imagine all the things. Say that you want love in your life and you're missing a relationship. So you You clear your mind for a moment and then you begin to generate the feelings of what love means to you in a relationship. Ah, treasured and adored. I feel safe. Camaraderie. Laughing. Support And you generate those feelings as if you it's already existing. And I, I like to use the imagery of uh, being in a shower and it's raining down on me, front, back, top to bottom. And you just stack your energy with that. You do that twice a day, usually in the morning or at the end of the day before you're ready to drift off to sleep. And I promise you, listeners, every time within three to four days, you're going to start to see things moving in your life. And you feel like this little 10-minute thing is very benign but it isn't you're medicinally inserting energies every day and things are going to happen out of the blue and all of a sudden your phone's ringing for this or for that and whether it's love whether it's a job whether it's money i promise you you're going to see things happen and i encourage everyone to try that on if you're stuck you want to just see something new but if you want to see a tangible uh, reinforcement that little goody will get it for you
1: I love it. That's fantastic. You know, I do a, a lot of mind body work and so sometimes depending on my audience I can incorporate the the next piece, the energy piece. Um some sometimes I find people aren't quite ready for that. They're just mm-hmm. we need to focus on the breathing first. But I love when when you do start to see the world with that energetic lens, that piece and you appreciate um how that shifts your body and those types of things that you, it really does. It's, it's transformational. I, yes, yes, indeed. <laughs> well, we just have a, a, we still have a couple minutes before we have to start wrapping up. One other thing that I wanted to, uh, to touch on, cause I thought it was interesting. Cause we talk about karma quite a bit and I yeah. think it gets thrown around here and there. You got good karma. Oh, you're going to pay for that later kind of thing. Um, so yeah. how do you, how do you explain karma?
2: Well, karma isn't good or it's or it's not bad. It just is what it is. And it's the sum total of our experiences learned to date. And karma is like a rise and a flow, up and a down. And when we're in a complexity, uh, we either solve it and dissipate it and resolve it or we don't. And whatever we don't resolve... Comes with us, so you know. An example is, you know, you leave a relationship, an abusive relationship, or an unhappy relationship. If you haven't brought that into complete balance and harmony in your system, and of course, our chakras remember everything. Our energy centers house all of our experience, and um, it comes with us along the line. So you talked about why am I attracting the same thing? Well, if it's not resolved, you have to resolve it. This we're on the road to self-realization and enlightenment, and that's the way you do it. And karma goes up and down and ebbs and flows. And we come into each lifetime with uh, the sum total of where we left off, essentially.
1: Hmm. So, yes, we do carry it from lifetime to lifetime. Is it enough? When you say work through things, is is there a way that we can just, like, let it go? Or is it just by through our experience, our action, and our energy that we it dissipates?
2: All of the above, there isn't a one size fits all, but if you're finding you're having a repeating pattern, then you really want to go into it. You know, what we've talked a little bit about is when people don't address resistance or discomfort or out of balance in their energy and they just let it continue. That would be something you want to pay attention to and, and get to. And there's so many different ways to do it. Um, and sometimes going through the multiple relationships of the same ilk are how we resolve the karma because we just need to do it that way. So, but you can do it more intentionally or you can do it organically or you can go into energy work and practices, which speeds things up as well. Um, it's really where you are in your process, what you feel able to undertake.
1: Well, we are now at that time where I'm going to have you um, share with my listeners where they can find your book, your website, anything else you'd like to leave my listeners with today.
2: Oh, thank you so much. That's very kind of you. Well, the book is on most of the online outlets, to my knowledge, the Barnes & Nobles, the Amazon and the Libris, those types of things. And in most major book retailers, the Barnes & Nobles, and I don't know the names of the bookstores back these, but the big ones, it'll be in those stores. Or you can find it on my website at phyllisking.com.
1: All right. Well, I want to thank you so much for being on the program today. It was such a delight speaking with you.
2: Oh, thank you. I had such a great time. You're just fantastic at your job. I really appreciated your questions.
1: Oh, thank you so much. Thanks. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. So again, that was Phyllis King, and you can um, check out her book, The Energy of Abundance. Coming up next week, I have a local Boisean and a dear friend of mine, Mark Flory. He's also um, very gifted at what he does, but we're going to be talking about Rediscovering yourself, so it's actually a really great conversation uh, to follow up today's uh, discussion. So he had woken up one day and kind of figured out that he didn't know where he was anymore, and he didn't. He decided to take a very conscious journey back to himself, and so that's what we're going to be talking about: is is rediscovering you, which I think is a, a very important topic because there's sometimes we we got figure it figured out, and sometimes we just don't. So um, Because just as Phyllis said, there is this beautiful ebb and flow of things, and Yeah, just but I think keeping in mind what we had the conversation about today, being able to change your energy, even if it's only for a few minutes a day, if you find yourself in a low point, that can do wonders. Again, I just want to remind you of my um, little project I'm doing. I kind of got sidetracked the past couple of weeks because I've been very busy. But Fertile Light, if you're an artist, creator of any sort, amateur professional, I'd love to share your work. And you can find out more on my website at HestiaHealth.com. Coming up next is Equilibrium FM with Claire Johnson. And, uh, yeah, if you can need to get a of me during the week, you can email me at Angela at com. Well, that's it for today. You can, my show is live at 12 p.m. Eastern on Times every week. This is Angela Levesque wishing you love and light. See you next week.